0: Do I have enough quality alone time with my spouse? The answer is no, I don't. We probably see each other for a half an hour at the end of the day after my son's gone to sleep, and we both then pass out. I definitely don't think my husband and I have enough quality time together. We could definitely use a a nice date night out soon. I don't feel that my spouse and I have enough quality alone time But the few moments we have carved out for each other have been really wonderful because they've been even more special. We are a well-oiled child-rearing machine without much downtime to enjoy each other.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Julie Morgenstern, and welcome to Time to Parent, the podcast that will give you more time less guilt, and deeper joy. Today is the third episode in our series on being a human. And a vital part of being a human is having love in your life. Not just love for your child, but love from your partner, your extended family, and your friends. Adult to adult relationships. We'll explore love with a client named Adira She struggled with her relationship with her husband, but the takeaways from this episode can apply to any adult relationship. Before we dive in, let's talk about the value of love, grown-up love, when you're a parent. Connections with other adults fulfill you in fundamentally different ways than your relationship with your child. And when we're feeling nurtured by other adults, it's a lot easier to nurture our children, We're not operating on empty. Plus, time with other adults can provide a bit of comic relief, much needed, from the pressures of parenting. It's truly fundamental. And with that, we go to Adira. So my name is Adira Amram. I
2: have a five-year-old named Oliver, who's very adorable. And I'm a performer, and I also have a day job in TV
1: production. And... I'm also a wife and a friend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Adira's story starts with the birth of her son. She and her husband, Bram, struggled for years trying to have a child. When they had Oliver, it was a huge relief. Adira had wanted a baby for so long that she focused all her energy on parenting. So once he was actually there, um, I felt like we had a re- pretty good stretch for the first
2: time few months because we were just like, oh my god, this is the best. Everybody was right. This is so awesome. And he was like a happy, healthy baby. And um, it
1: was pretty good at first. For the first year, things went really well for Adira. She had this little baby who she loved dearly and who she dedicated all her time to caring for. But then things started to shift when Adira went back to work. When he turned around 13 months, Mm -hmm. That's
2: kind of like when things started really getting hard for me because I started working a lot more again and I started demanding of myself that my life return to normal. So when things kind of like settled into like, okay, we have a toddler now who's not just walking, but he's running. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is not having a baby anymore. Now this is something different. And I think I wasn't mentally prepared for what having a uh, toddler was like. Because a baby, all you do is spoil and love them. So that was easy for me. What was difficult was making the transition and also figuring out how to really parent with my partner.
1: She and Brom both worked freelance jobs that gave them lots of flexibility. They fell into a type of parallel parenting routine. When one of them was working, the other would be caring for Oliver and vice versa.
2: And really the pattern we had was I would go to work. My work is I usually go super early in the morning. I'd get home around 1. I would take Oliver. Then Brom would go out to work. And he would work until like 4 or 5. And then I would make dinner. And we would then go to bed. And that was kind of our, that was our rhythm.
1: And in some ways this routine benefited them. They were able to divide and conquer. Neither parent had the bulk of the responsibility because they were consistently trading off. But that also meant that Adira and Brahm weren't connecting as a couple outside of their responsibilities as parents.
2: It just was like, I, I couldn't figure out how to make it work because I felt like we were doing, we were together, mm-hmm. but we weren't communicating really in a, in a way that was anything other than like task-based you know, you read all these things like, everyone should sit down to dinner all the time. But when everybody is exhausted and it's just nothing is fun.
1: Adira and Bram had no time for just each other. And on top of that, in the time they did have without Oliver, Adira felt too drained to do anything. She just didn't have the energy.
2: I was like 100% drained. I felt, I would always say to people, I felt like, the marrow of my bones was gone. I just felt so super depleted. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I wasn't a good partner to my husband. I wasn't a good parent to my son. I wasn't, uh, I was doing zero self care. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't a good friend to other people because I just didn't have the time or the energy. I just felt like I was overall letting everybody down Mm -hmm. and my mood was bad. So even people that I didn't have, like, vital relationships with, I felt like I was coming across as, like, bored around them because I was, like, always on my phone or trying, because I was always trying to catch up. So it was like, just didn't, I just didn't feel present ever.
1: Clearly, something was off balance in Adira's life. But what I saw even more clearly was how much Adira and Brahm epitomized couples of this day and age. In a survey we did for the book Time to Parent, 87% of couples said they had too little time with their significant other, and 24% said they spent zero days each week with their spouse. Adira may have felt alone in her struggles, but her struggles to connect with Brahm are actually part of a much larger trend. So what gives? I wanted some context, so I talked to Melissa Milkey.
0: So my name is Melissa Milkey. I'm a professor of sociology at the University of Toronto, and my areas of study are gender, work, and family.
1: Melissa was an amazing resource to me while I was writing my book. She has been studying family trends for decades, and there's nobody who knows more about family dynamics and how they have shifted over the years. She studies family dynamics using something she calls time diaries.
0: Right. There's literally 24 hours in a day. So this method that we use here, the Time Diary, actually really allows us to speak to social change in a unique way. Um, and simply the um, surveys exactly record um, every activity, um, how long it lasted, and who they were with. And so over now we have this in multiple countries. We have it over, you know, 50 years or longer and we're able to really look at trends in relationships in that sense of of time spent.
1: The Time Diaries showed that parents are spending more time with their kids than any prior generation. But what does it tell us about where that time is coming from? What does the research tell us about how time has shifted between partners?
0: So we look at trends in parents' time with their spouse in terms of the hours per week, and the hours um, for married, Parents was um, twelve hours a week with their spouse in 1975, and down to nine hours in 2000. So that's a you know 26 percent decrease in time. That's pretty significant. And then um, that was just with a spouse alone, so alone time, which is argued to be really important, right? I mean, this is this is in the context of the dramatic changes that. We saw in other arenas, namely that mothers went into the workforce. So mothers of young children, you know, sort of really dramatically increased their time in paid work. And they maintained their time with children or increased it even. Fathers increased their time with children. So what what gave and part of what gave was the time with with the spouse.
1: Not only are parents spending less time with their spouses and more time with their children than ever before in history. But there's a concurrent trend of having fewer children per couple, on average, than in the 1950s and 60s. Milky says parents today are more intentional with their decision to have kids. So
0: there is um, an intentionality, perhaps, that we're seeing that is potentially a good thing. But it also might uh, indicate, along with a lot of cultural pressure, sort of a high-stakes investment that parents feel like they're making into, you know, one or two children.
1: This is really important when we look at Adira. She and Bram tried extremely hard to have Oliver, and that intentionality made her feel a lot of pressure to be the best parent, which makes it hard to shift her attention from the raising a human to the being a human. And being a human means you have to invest time with your spouse, your friends, your extended family, and yourself. It's important in very real ways.
0: The uh, percentage of of married fathers and married mothers that report too little time with their spouse, um, and this was from 2000, the year 2000, um, so 58%, so over half of fathers are saying they have not enough time with their spouse, and then two-thirds or 66% of married mothers are saying they have too little time with their spouse. So that's, that's huge. That's really um, showing that they want more time with each other. Another recent study that I've done looks at parents' um, feelings about time with children, and we ask, you know, do you have enough time? And, uh, you know, people feel these time deficits pretty strongly. They really feel like they need more time. And when we see this for both mothers and fathers— Uh, We see it's linked to their anger levels, their distress levels, their sleep problems. And that is from a new study that we have um, in 2018. And so obviously those time pressures, which are generally coming from the workplace, but also from these cultural expectations, they really do reach down deeply into parents' well-being.
1: What can we take away here? Parents are spending more time with their kids than any previous generation, which in so many ways is a wonderful thing, but it's at the expense of time for adult relationships as well as self-care. And when you're only focused on your parenting roles and not on what you need to fuel yourself, it can be very hard to sustain the energy and the patience and the creativity to do a good job as a parent. So with that in mind, We go back to Adira after the break. Before the break, we heard from Adira, who focused all her energy on raising her son. Then we heard from sociologist Melissa Milkey who gave us some context from her research over the years that parents today are spending more time with their kids than any previous generation, but it's at the expense of self-care and time for other relationships. I shared this context with Adira so that she wouldn't feel alone in her struggles to find time with her spouse. Then I began giving her really practical advice on ways she could incorporate some quality time with her husband but no matter what advice I gave her she kept coming back to me saying some variety of this i just like didn't have the time or the energy mm-hmm. and i would be like completely distracted and exhausted so i asked adira if she had been making any time for self care if she had been making any time to refuel herself turns out she wasn't
2: You know, you hear all the time, like, if you don't love yourself, you don't have love for anyone else. And you're like, oh, my God, please, I'm at work. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to, like, get my kid on the subway. Like, please. Yeah. So when you're in the trenches of parenting, like, all that stuff goes out the window because you're just focused on, on getting the task done. And all that other stuff you you just feel like is not important. And in only in retrospect do you realize like, oh God, I would have been so much better at all of it if mm-hmm. I would have just even done those small things at
1: 10%. Adira needed to make time to replenish herself before she would have the energy to nurture her relationship with her husband. In order to show up for him, she needed to first show up for herself.
2: Yeah, I think I had an idea about self-care being like you put on a face mask and you get your nails done. I didn't think about it as being actually part of your job as a parent. Like, you must do self-care in order to be a good parent. Like, you you, you are never going to be a good parent if all you do is do stuff for your kid. Mm-hmm. You will be bad at parenting. You have to cultivate your own self as well so you can – be a good example to your kid.
1: Self-care was at the core of this for Adira. She was all in on her parenting role and didn't have the energy to show up for anyone, but especially her husband. And on top of that, she wasn't modeling good habits for her son either. So the first step we took was to work together to schedule self-care time into Adira's regular routine. And I emphasized to Adira that this was key as a starting point for being able to be there for her husband.
2: That was really helpful and I really I really took that to heart. And that was something I started doing. And the funny thing is, is like I think when when I brought up those things to Brahm, he was like, Yeah, of course, go to the gym. He's right. like, Yeah, go out with your friends. So it was like I was saying no to all these things, even though he was like, yeah, whatever you need to do, go do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Like he was so super supportive of it. But I felt like, God, no, I couldn't like not do 100 percent of everything with you. Right. You know, I realized like he did a lot more things for himself. He just folded those into his day, whereas like I would finish work and immediately rush home like he would go out for lunch for himself. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like. I couldn't possibly do that. And I think that was also a big kind of aha moment that I realized that like, oh, I'm the one that's like such a weirdo in this situation.
1: So the next task was looking for routine times when Adira and Brahm could be together as a couple. The key was looking for innovative times during the day and week. 'Cause I think we had talked about the dinner thing and you were like, Why don't you do
2: something in the day? It's and I was you're like so tired at oh, night. Oh. Genius. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, duh, of course. Like, do things when you have energy. Mm-hmm. We started doing like day dates. And that has been the best. That's been like life changing. And then it doesn't doesn't impede on like family time. It doesn't cost extra money because we don't have to pay for a babysitter because he's at in, in public school now. So it was kind of like this perfect solution to, mm-hmm. to the problem.
1: And aside from hanging out during the day, Adira also rethought how much time was needed whenever she hung out with her husband.
2: We used to always think like we had to have like a four-hour chunk at the nighttime going to dinner. Like that just seemed like thing you do to spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. And now what we've realized is that we can do these smaller hangs, mm-hmm.
1: smaller hangouts. Short bursts, the same concept for self-care that helped energize Adira, could be applied to carving out time for her husband. So between the self-care and the day dates, how does Adira feel now?
2: I am different, so I'm bringing a different energy into our relationship. I have more time in my own brain to like love my husband instead of being like feeling resentful Mm -hmm. and feeling frustrated and angry and annoyed and tired. So now now we are able to laugh a lot more. I'm able to connect with him now. So the loving myself thing is like, it's so true. It's like loving myself allowed me to like be more loving to everybody else.
1: What I want you to take away is this. It's great, great, great to want to be there for your kid all the time. But when you go all in on childcare at the expense of your own self-care, it's inevitable that you won't be the best parent you can be. You need self-care and self-nurturance in order to care for another. Short bursts of self-care and adult-to-adult time revitalize you in an amazingly huge way. For Adira, she'd felt like a failure as a friend and a partner because she was in mom mode all the time. But her issue wasn't only about time. In order to love her husband, she had to find small ways to love herself. So, listener, fold in time every day for self-care in short bursts. It'll help you feel more connected, present, and joyful as a parent. This has been the Time to Parent podcast. I'm Julie Morgenstern. My new book, also titled Time to Parent, is out now. Buy it wherever you get books or at the link in the show notes. You can find more information on my website, juliemorgenstern.com. If you like the show, please be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. We're looking for questions from you. Do you have questions on how you can balance your time as a parent? Email them to to timetoparent at macmillan.com. This show is produced by Becky Celestina. Editing help from Alyssa Martino and Katie Ferguson. Thanks also to Tatiana McPartland of Julie Morgenstern Enterprises. She keeps me organized so I can keep you organized. See you next week.